welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. My co-host, Bob Hassan. Bob, how are you today? I'm fine, Sean. How are you? Good. We have an incredible show with one of your like long-term friends. You're in yeah. Lauren's, Sherry Briggs. Tell me about Sherry. Well, Sherry's been married for about 30 years. She has six kids. Wow. And she's the founder of Bridge of Hope Ministries San Diego. And her mission is to strengthen families in transition by providing furniture, all household items, bedroom, bathroom, kitchen supplies, et cetera, clothing and food. Uh, transition to them means many things, families living, leaving homelessness, victims of domestic violence, recovery, refugees, fire victims, disabled in different crisis situations. They're located in uh, City Heights in San Diego. They, re they receive referrals from over 70 agencies throughout San Diego County, and they provide food to 1,500 families a month. I think, I think it's almost 20,000 pounds a week they're doing. I could be wrong about that, but I'm sure she'll tell us. Um, she was a single mom in the early days, and that's where the vision for Bridge of Hope came with her son, Nathan. And uh, she just really depends on Jesus. They don't fundraise. They uh, just pray and they ask God for, um, for to bring them whatever they want. They call it the gospel of pots and pans. And so, <laughs> so she feels like if Jesus could feed the 5,000, so could she. Uh, they've got, they've got, a, they started in a garage in 2005, a one car garage, and now they've got hundreds of volunteers and property. Um, she's also a grief coach because her, her oldest son, uh, Nathan, passed away mm. um, uh, on a diving accident. So wow. she is just a woman that you're going to love, Sean, and I can't wait to introduce her to you. Well, I like when we have this this conversation with Explain the Marketplace that we're not just talking about careers and business right. owners, but we're also talking about organizational leaders who affect their city or their region. So I think she's going to be a very important conversation to add into this discussion we've been having over all the episodes of Exploring the Marketplace, so stay tuned next. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret or apply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transcend God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Welcome back to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm here with Sherry Briggs. And Sherry, we're so glad you're here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, Sherry, how are you today? I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm excited to to talk with you guys. Well, we can't wait to hear about your uh, story of Bridge of Hope. And um, could you just let our listeners know a little bit about what you do? And then I'd love for you to go back to your one car garage and talk to us about how all this started. Okay, sure. So Bridge of Hope is mission is to strengthen families in transition by providing practical needs they need and communities. So transition can mean many things, families starting over from homelessness, domestic violence, refugees, uh, fire victims, anybody in a crisis. 
And so mm -hmm. we um, provide these practical things for them to get up and over. That's why it's a bridge of hope. We cup and up and over mm -hmm. so they can be successful on their own. So that's what we do. And um, going back to why I, I was a single mom many years ago and I needed practical help. And I didn't need people to say, go be warm, be filled, or we'll pray for you, or you made your bed, now sleep in it kind of deal. I needed help. I needed a bed. And so I, I really took note when, when, uh, when God began to bring people into my life and give me a bed and help me with some pots and pans. And it was like the cross, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And it intersects with feeding the 5,000 that they go together. And I just remember taking note of that because as God began to provide these practical things, I saw he loved me and that my relationship really took off with him. And I was like, he is the one who's intimately acquainted with my need and sees me. So that's really where it started. But then my family and I, we were in a in ministry. We ended up years later, I was married and had, you know, other children. And uh, we ended up in a recovery ministry and recovery in Oregon. Long story short, got in a huge car crash where all our family was thrown from the highway in Klamath Falls, Oregon. We all lived. And I had the most radical encounter with God on the highway as I and my children were alive, that God's spirit rose up in me in such a way. I experienced such faith in that moment, even though our bodies were banged up and my husband was in a coma. There was something about the spirit of God rising up. And our first thing was like, what do you want us to do? We're alive. We're on your team, you know? Wow. And so um, from there, I just began to journal. God gave me visions of this place, this building, and it was filled with things. And I journal, I'd wake up in the night, I'd date it, sign it, like draw pictures of this beautiful place. And I did that for a few years. And then it was actually Lauren Hassan and a group of women who prayed for me. And they said, we have a word for you. We're seeing in the spirit, a place where there's things. And mm. you go and you go into the marketplace and you ask people for things and they give it to you for people that are in need. And they saw everything in the spirit that I only knew in my journals wow. with the Lord. And I went home and I said to my husband, oh, and Lauren's like, does this make sense? I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> I went home to my husband and I said, honey, it's time to start this thing. And he's like, what thing? Because I really hadn't shared. The Lord had just told me to ponder and pray and wait and wait and pray. And I said, we're going to do this thing. He goes, how are we going to, what are you going to do? I go, I don't know. And I asked the Lord, what do we do? How do we, how, how do we how do we, we find the women that need that? Cause originally it was women in transition only. Do we find the women that need the help and then, and then get the stuff or do we find the stuff? Don't worry about it. Wow. He literally said, I heard the Holy spirit. Don't worry about it. Well, so I was teaching, I started teaching Bible study to a group of women up in uh, they were getting off the streets and I was invited to a recovery program in San Diego and suddenly repaired slowly paired one by one and God would bring the stuff and meet the women. And it started wow. my one car garage and my husband's little tiny truck. It was just a little two seater, little, he'd get home from work. I either with stuff I'd keep fine or I'd go, honey, I'm leaving. I'm going to go get some stuff, you know, which was furniture and some pots and pans and things. And then we outgrew that within a year and moved to a little building at, uh, at the church on the corner. And then we, um, outgrew that in 2007 we had a lot going on and that is where we ended up in city heights 
which is the largest refugee resettlement, one of the largest refugee resettlement areas in the whole country. Wow. Uh, 6.5 miles, there's over 125 dialects spoken. I oh knew gosh. nothing. This is 10 minutes from my house. I knew nothing about this refugees. I knew nothing about who was in my, my neighborhood. And here the Lord planted us there. And that's where it all, that was two years after we opened our doors in 2005 or opened our garage. And then we ended up <laughs> in 2007 in City Heights in a small 900 square foot shop. And now, where are you at? Tell us about the now. Like, what's happening right now after COVID with the organization? What are you guys doing? Oh, my doing? gosh. Well, now we serve over 70 agencies throughout San Diego that refer families <laughs> to us. We wow. do over, uh, we do like 17,000 pounds of food a week. We serve 40 <laughs> families a week that have made appointments to access our furniture, our household items, our, our clothing and our food. We are known countywide. We have like hundreds of volunteers. We wow. have amazing staff. We're just, it just is amazing. It's been 17 years and God literally built the house. Well, tell us some of the stories because I want to hear like, how did, how does the food get to you? How does the clothes get to you? Like, how did God open like take us to, because I think some people who are listening to this are probably those who are in a career or have an organization or have this as a, another passion place. Maybe this isn't where they could do it full time, but they want to do something to really help people. Like you're saying in transition, I know we've yeah. had a lot of people reach out when we've done stuff about anti-human trafficking or about, yes. about children at risk. And so people care about this stuff. But a lot of times you hear those big numbers. You start from your garage, you went here, but who's giving you that much food? That's so much food. Like what's well, happening? Well, in 2009, I just got approved by both food banks in town. And because the Lord had told me again, I want to go back to I wait for the Lord for everything. Wow. If people know who George Mueller is. He is my mentor, my teacher. He was the father of orphans in the 1800s. And he mm -hmm. prayed for everything. So as I prayed for clothes, for baby clothes, for food, for finances, mm -hmm. for vehicles, for buildings, the Lord has brought it in his time. So I tried to really never go ahead. But when God called us to food, I just went to the food bank piece by piece, loaded up boxes of food, probably started with 400 pounds of apples. And like I said, now we're at like 16,000 pounds and the semi comes to us <laughs> food now every Friday. So it's kind of like, whoa, for years, for years, for years, I was digging in those boxes of food, apples. I mean, for years, I was showing up with my truck, eventually a van that was donated to us. For years, I was picking up, and I still actually I have a bunk bed set in my truck right now. But <laughs> I, I still, for years, that's how it was. One thing at a time, one day at a time, one. And God knows the pace. He knew what I could handle as a mother, as a wife. So it has grown over time with his grace, his timing, and connecting us. We sure. don't run around asking for stuff. We wait for the Lord and he surprises us. It's wonderful. Well, Sherry, talk to us about organizationally. You have hundreds of volunteers. You've got yeah. staff. You've got a physical plant and buildings and vehicles. How do you organize? Do you have someone who is a general manager? Is that yes, still a yes. Yes, now I have a director of operations and um, she's got her hand on her eyes on all of it. She's amazing. And you know what? We have people of a lot of volunteers that are just, they love it. The community has really taken ownership of this organization. 
So a lot of people that we have worked with and served when they first landed on American soil are now there. Their heart is there. Mm -hmm. So it's really a community of people that have come together. We're a family. So we all care. And every joint does supply. So we, yeah. And it's, it's really, it's amazing. It's just grace, honestly. But I'm not saying it's been that way. All, I mean, it has been, okay. I may, I'm kind of painting the picture of like, la, la, la. No, it has been a lot of work. There has been hard lessons. There has been learning. We, you know how we've grown and we don't do repeat the same mistakes is because we go, oh, that didn't work. We'll do it yeah. different, you know? And so we've had a lot of those dealing with the public and dealing with conflict and dealing with the poverty. It's not, uh, you know, it's tough. We have to be mm. yielded and listening all the time. Sherry, this is a lot of just, like you said, work. It's a lot of listening. There's a lot of ministry components and there's a lot of managerial components. I mean, thousands of square feet of space and, and volunteers and staff and then the actual families themselves. Tell me a story. Let's go backwards a little bit again, because you started, like you said, in your garage, what was one of the beginning times where you're like, yes, he gave me the dreams for it. He gave me the revelation for it. He confirmed it. We started doing it, but that doesn't necessarily keep your motivation there. Like what, what was one of the stories of one of the girls or one of the families that made you say this, he's worth it. Like Jesus is worth it in this area. Okay. I have a lot. Um, but what comes to mind is one day when I had moved to that shop in city Heights and there had been certain things that God had been preparing me for leading up to this moment. And so, uh, I noticed outside there was like 10 little kids playing and they were all from Africa and I went outside to go talk to them. And then next thing you know, they're in the shop and I said, Hey, do you guys want any soccer stuff? Oh my gosh. Soccer is the universal language of love, right? I mean, everybody yeah. knows soccer because we couldn't speak to each other in English. And they went and ran and got their dad, Simon Bueo changed my life. I could mm -hmm. cry. Mm -hmm. He came and he had these deep set eyes, these weary eyes from uh, Uganda had been in a camp in Kenya, a man of God. And I'm standing there and I'm talking and I literally felt like the heavens parted and the Lord said, and I said it out loud, we are here for the refugee. We are here for the refugee. This is what we're doing. And it was like a heavenly moment. And I said, I ran in, I grabbed a Bible and from inside and I'm like, do you know Jesus? And he said, yes. And then that was just the beginning of like a knowledge, like this was who God's eye is upon. Mm. In Leviticus, it's very clear about how to care for the stranger and for, 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 for the newcomer, you know, and I was like, whoa, this is heavenly ground. And from there, like I said, a month later, I knew a hundred people from Uganda. And from there, the nations were gathering on our driveway. It was like that one moment of revelation just was wow. like, this is my heart. This is my heartbeat for this community. That was profound. And that's where really then I was meeting thousands. I mean, I've met thousands of people from all over the world since then. Well, and in the middle of the border crisis that we're having right now, where so many people's narrative is like kind of just the, you yeah. know, the extreme left or the extreme right. It's like, well, we got to build more walls. We got to build more programs, whatever. A lot of Christians have lost the focus on those scriptures, on what to do with the stranger, the alien, the refugee. These are scriptures. There's more scriptures on that than almost anything. I mean, it's crazy. Yes. I think yeah. of Isaiah 58 and just some of my favorite scriptures. So in, in the response of now, after, you know, President Biden's in office, there's a lot of Christians who are against this policy with the international border crisis. And yet you guys are ones who are, you know, whether you're 
or against you're, you're on the ground doing yeah. something so special. Talk about that. Like as far as working yeah. in something that has so much controversy on it right now. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I go back to the word. I just have to go back to what God's word tells me. If somebody is in need in front of me, I'm called to love the one in front of me and I'm called to mm -hmm. do what I'm called to do. So like you said, it doesn't matter in my mind what this or that. Yeah. It's I, I know what God's called me and Bridge of Hope to do and we do it. And we love the one in front of us. We look at every opportunity as loving and, and, and sharing Jesus. Sharing yeah. Jesus, sharing Jesus with everyone. You know, God calls us to clothe the naked, feed the poor. That's what we do. Period. Wow. Sherry, you're, you've always had a, a, a mercy heart, a compassionate heart, but what was it that changed your heart? Because you're known as Mama Sherry. And what was it that changed your heart to to just care this deeply. I mean, you saw people coming in desperate circumstances to you. Mm -hmm. And and how did how did God work that all out in your heart? Boy, that's a good question. But you know what? I think about that one scripture, he who's been forgiven much loves much. Mm. I could cry again. I feel like God has rescued me. Right. And you know, I came out of a, a very abusive home. I came out of a cult upbringing. And uh, I was a single parent and the Lord saw me and he has freed me and brought me into his family. And I have to say, I, I feel like I, 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 I want to love Jesus this way. You know, he's, he's, he, you know, I, and, and I don't know, I just, and I feel so incredibly blessed that I've had the opportunity. My life has changed from the, from the people I, I sit with, serve with, wow. eat with. Uh, they have, you want to talk about talking, having a conversation with a person whose t faith has been tested by fire, literal fire, war, trauma, yeah. fire, D lost their children. These are incredible moments that have changed my life and deepened my relationship with Jesus. Wow. And, and so you've heard these stories of people losing their life, their families' lives in war or on the trek from yes Uganda to America what yes. they've lost or what's happened to them you've you've heard these desperate stories and yes. and these have been imprinted on your heart and somehow now you're able to give out just this, the Lord's mercy and talk about that a little bit well I just feel like it just is it's it's been a, a lot I learned a lot they're my teachers I've been blessed I consider it a great privilege and honor. And, and, you know, uh, moving forward, you know, I lost my son uh, seven years ago, he died in a diving accident. And my community in City Heights, those who have suffered greatly, have yeah. come to me in ways that others haven't because of their own suffering. Mm -hmm. And there's just an increased my, I don't know, it's just the, the community that's been built, you know, the love, the true love that's there, the they have stopped for me. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, it's a beautiful family. Um, I have a family from all over the world <laughs> who would have, that's, 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 I never would have dreamed of having a life like this. It's, it's, it's rich. It's full. And I'm so grateful. And well, sure. I don't speak any, I only speak English. <laughs> so it's very challenging. And so a lot, and I don't know all the rules, cross-cultural rules. I just love people and they've, 
love, they responded to love. Those are the rules right there. The rule book Those is love, which rules. is so good. Well, uh, tell us this about people who are maybe listening or watching and they, they want to, from their organizational, help someone like you, or they have this passion side of them that they haven't tapped into. Maybe it's a church who's listening, a pastor or a leadership team. And I know a lot of local churches aren't doing this kind of work, unfortunately. A lot of local churches, when I say I don't want to, want to feel terrible or guilty, but it's just not a focus on especially the American Western church to do that much in these areas with refugees and children at risk and women at risk. What would you encourage them in your road of getting involved so strongly in this area? Like, what would you encourage them and say to them? Well, my encouragement to the, to, to the church is that this is our call. Mm-hmm. to the church. This is who, you know, we're called to do this work. And so my, my encouragement is, is to start, begin to pray, begin to seek God, like lay it down and say, Lord, where are you calling me to? And to, to know too, that everybody is a part. So it's like, you may have an administrative gift. You may have, you might like to drive a truck. You may, uh, you know, have skills with like computer savvy, whatever. Everybody is called in, in di- different parts. And so yeah. every Every joint can supply with the way that God has made you. Um, and so I would just say for today, though, and the way the world is going today, I believe we all need to be really seeking the Lord about the, the poor, about the needs that are coming, the food shortages. I mean, I'm seeing it. My numbers are increasing. The needs are increasing with gas prices and things like this. This is really happening. Yeah. And we are called, but we are invited in because I, I didn't have a bank account stacked with money as a plan B. My community doesn't have a bank account stacked with money plan B. It's all Jesus and coming to him and asking him, what are your plans for this? I want to join you where you're working. And and letting him build the house, you know, I really, I'm a firm believer in that, like starting there, like I did praying and seeking the Lord, but knowing that we all have a call in this. And, and this is, I think that the churches are going to open up and become these pantries, becoming these clothing yeah. closets, becoming these places of healing, becoming ministry places um, in, in the, in, in, around those items, around those basic needs. So just believe it. So yeah. it's a call right now. Yeah, it's a call. And so Sherry, in your, in, you know, as we kind of wrap up, we, we think about when you needed rent and God answered yeah. you, when you needed facilities, God answered you. Tell us about these, these struggles, how you cried out to the Lord and some, maybe some instances where he, he practically answered you and how this gave you faith to build, build, build. Okay, so yes, I feel like for the first seven years, it was penny by penny. You know, my husband and I, we'd been in that car crash. There was there was a lot going on. He had a brain injury. There's some stuff mm-hmm. happening that was limiting us on our finances and different things. But the Lord had called us in that time and, uh, and ex- purposefully that we would rely on him. And so, you know, praying in the money, like I'll give you one quick story. Once we moved to City Heights, we, for some reason, we had enough money to cover the first month's rent, which is only five seventy-five at the time, and the deposit. But we were short a hundred dollars, and that was a big deal back then. Yeah. And guess what? We found a copper pipe 
in the building left by the previous tenant. We recycled it for a hundred bucks. Exactly. I feel like the Lord had us to pray in everything when we needed a van, you know, we needed more transportation way to transport things that were coming. We prayed and we prayed. I had a man who's volunteering. He's like, do you need a van by any chance? Uh, I had our companies, you know, getting rid of these vans, perfect 70,000 miles, a Ford cargo van free things things that God was in, he was going to provide, but we waited and we prayed and we didn't get tap into our own resources and our own spin. We were like, Lord, where you guide, you provide. If it's your will, it's your bill. And it took, it didn't happen overnight. It did not happen that, you know, everything that we've prayed for, we've waited for. Another instance is that we got a, uh, we got an extension on our property. We had, we needed a tutoring room. We needed another garden on that side. We needed that for the kids, but we waited for a year and a half and prayed. People are like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Sherry? I'm like, we're praying. National Charity League and Home Depot partnered and came in and did that work for 10,000 pro bono, but we waited on the Lord. And so it's not, you know, sometimes our knees, we go in, our knees are knocking as we're waiting for him for answers. We're kind of getting, okay, Lord, okay, where are you, Lord? And he answers and he is faithful. And you know what? I'll say one more thing. I believe God has put us in that position because our community, again, they don't have a plan B. So if we don't have what they need or we're listening to their wrestle and their story with their landlord or their finances or whatever, we take them to prayer and we, because we know what it's like to be in need. Yeah. We go to them. God will answer. No, they come back. Thank you. God did answer my prayers. I'm like, yeah. that's really what we want to give away. Our faith. And that's where that's where most people do the worst things when they have those kinds of needs that are unmet. And it's so beautiful when Jesus allows people to have their basic needs met, where they can start to get that foundation of life that he designed us for and build from that. And I love that you guys are doing this. Tell us how people can get involved, follow what you're doing, volunteer for what you're doing, connect to what you're doing. Okay, thank you. So we're Bridge of Hope, uh, website's Bridge of Hope SD for San Diego.org. And we have a Facebook page, Bridge of Hope San Diego, make sure San Diego, because we weren't real clear on all the trademark mark laws early on. So there's a few of them out there. So make sure it's San Diego. And um, just reach out that way, either way. And we'd love to connect and have you all come visit us. And, and we would love to teach anybody and share what God has given us for your church to create a clothing closet, a food pantry, or whatever it is that we can impart what yeah. God's done here. So we're so excited. Sherry, yeah. and tell us about your newest exciting project, please. Oh, my book? Yes. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, so I wrote a book. It's taken me years. It's called Relentless Pursuit, God's Gentle Guidance Amidst the Storm. Wow, yeah. And um, also because of the the death of my child, Nate, who I was, that was the one I was a single parent with and the one that was the inspiration. Um, I am now uh, doing a lot of grief work for families that um, are suffering. So that's been a big part of my new, my new life. Yeah. Well, we can't wait for the book to come out. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Our listeners, I I know, loved you. And and we just appreciate you spending your time with us. And up next, we have final thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm a firm believer in being coached. To go to another level, we need help sometimes. 
And my friend Michael McIntyre is just the coach that can bring you to another level. He has an incredible e-course right now. And if you go to his e-course webpage and you type in my name, Sean, as the discount code, you're going to get $200 off, which is a huge amount off for his e-course, which is the next level e-course. I'm going to encourage you to go there today. Up next, final thoughts with Sean and Bob. Well, welcome back to Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Sean, that was quite the interview, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. You were right when you told me offline that she's like a Mother Teresa. There's something about her tenacity to take on issues. And I know, like, we didn't really get into it, but the hot topic of even the immigration thing in America right now, where Mm -hmm. you guys are in San Diego, she's in San Diego. And that's one of those border cities that, I mean, the average, I don't know, middle class or upper middle class or rich kind of American thinks that every immigrant coming through might be a criminal. And it's really a small percentage that's ruined it for everybody who's come through. So we like deflect our responsibility to take care of somebody. And that's just one of the people groups she's, you know, they've gone after and tried to help. And I love the biblical perspective of we still have to help people. We still have to love them. We still have to show love in practical ways. And that's not a violation to our citizenship. That's not a violation to our politics. That's actually, if we don't do that, it's a violation against the gospel. Yeah, and I I think the one thing that maybe came through a little bit with Sherry is she's an entrepreneur. Yeah. And she she built built this ministry slash business. But what didn't come through is when you see her or videos of her with with the refugees, with little children, with playing soccer Mm -hmm. with them. I mean, she just has this this heart of the Lord that comes out over and over and over again in everything that she does. And, 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 and it just trickles down to her volunteers and all the people that work. With her. <laughs> well, I mean, to be the, the director of the whole thing, you know, and founder of the whole thing and still have bunk beds in her car to bring in for some family. <laughs> it's like, that's the picture of who you, who you know, you can trust. <laughs> it's like, that's the one who's still playing with the kids who's still engaged. who doesn't detach from the actual cause. Now that they've, Someone's running it now and I can just oversee it. It's like you can tell her feet are still on the ground and that's so important. Yeah, and that's why it's been, Lauren and I have supported them for such a long time because of just what you said. You can trust her. When when she comes over to your house, she's got stuff in the back of her truck and she's just <laughs> unapologetic about it because it's for the Lord's people. And, yeah. and I think, you know, when you, when you see, when we listen to Sherry, we could see that coming through over and over again. Wow. That's so good. Well, I'm so glad we had her on and I want to encourage you who are watching or listening right now, just to engage with her ministry. And if you're thinking about starting something like this, it's a great place to start to ask somebody the questions of like, how is it working for you? Talking to some of the volunteers and their team. I think it'd be very exciting. And also, if you're not doing something like this, I'd encourage you to do something like this to support or yeah. be a part of somebody who's reaching the poor, the marginalized, those who are the aliens and the left behind. When I use the word alien, it's a biblical yeah. word, not the, I know yeah. sometimes that's a twisted word in our society, but the biblical word alien of like, what does the Bible say about this? Because there's hundreds of scriptures on how we treat the foreigners, the immigrants, the displaced people groups. And that's huge. So I love this conversation. Well, Bob, we're going to be on again next week. I know we're going to have a great show. But I want to tell everybody who's you know watching or listening that this show happens because of your generous donations and your generous partnership to us. And I'm going to encourage you, if you think this is something you want to keep listening to, staying a part of, it costs resources, time, energy, and money from all of our staff, volunteers, everybody who's involved, including Bob Hassan. I love that we get you involved. I mean, you've been so faithful to this podcast. So I'm going to encourage you to make a donation by going to donate.bullsministries.com. 
and clicking on the donate button. And we'd love to see you in our partnership program. It's a bustling, awesome program where we resource you back from day one. Come and join us there. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.